Hey, bitches! Welcome back welcome to back that's to that the worst, worst, the unpopular pin podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin I. Kevin I. And we, we have, have a lot of opinions, opinions that, are that are well, well unpopular. Unpopular. We should not. <laughs> well, and also like our this. our one second lag doesn't help us very much either because it's like were we on or were we not on? Who knows? I think we're synced up right now. Like I'm he- unless. There's a virtual lag that I'm not aware of. No, no, I think we're good too. My FaceTime is a little lag, but that's okay. You just look a little frozen. Nice kombucha. You getting you getting turned up for this podcast. I'm clearing out my guts. I I'm gonna call you out right now, first minute of the podcast. Here we go. I just said before we started, for can what? we cut it to 45 minutes? And I just want everybody to realize like the 1989 album is like literally one of the core memories, cornerstones of the friendship of IE and I. Like it's literally <laughs> like that to day, to 45 minutes. Like that album in 2014, 2015 was like everything we listened to that year. Like I have such yeah, vivid memories true. of us listening to that in the in that little like dining room area at that bar and the house that I lived in. And like we would listen to every single song. Like song. Yeah. Like that's it. And repeatedly. Then that day, us going to the 1989 World Tour, like literally will live in infamy. And so I just need you to like understand the like we're on hallowed ground right now. Like this is like holy a, ground. Holy ground, exactly. Like all yeah. Hallows Eve. This is gonna be like a podcast that we look back on in 20 years and we're like, wow, like that was so like we were there the day. Taylor's version was released. So just like have a little bit more. Um, what is the word I'm trying to use? What is it when someone's really religious? Have a little bit more, be a little bit more devout here at the, at the altar. <laughs> Solid, no, I don't want you to have solitude. <laughs> I no. want you to have joyful, joyful Lord. We adore. There's thee. a word I was trying. Another word I was maybe devout. Sure. Adoration. Have some adoration. adoration. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, we'll get into it in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? My initial opinions of most Taylor Swift albums at the beginning are a little bit hesitant. Definitely. I would say. Definitely. Especially um, these re-recordings just because it's like it isn't really new music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's such a, such a niche like part of the music industry that it's like it's hard to be really really impressed by something that we've already heard all of it before yeah but it's also insane how much hype there is around something that we already have thank you i that is i have a bunch of notes and that is my number one note for this album the three month hype big reveal at the eras tour all these new graphics all these album covers that built it up way more than it actually was it's just a re-recorded album like yeah people she was acting like it's this like this is my favorite re-recording like i love this era like everybody loves 1989 like it's just a re-recording she should not have hyped it up i actually think she should have just surprise dropped it like maybe when the heiress tour movie came out or something just drop it and then people don't have all these high expectations, like double yeah, album. She, she doesn't do that because there's a possibility one thing will get more attention than the other. And <laughs> like she knows if she does things separately, they're still going to have their own moment. So she made all of her money from the movie. Now yeah. she's making her money from this because it's Definitely. a separate thing. I'm just annoyed because... I think this album should have, like, there were so many crazy theories that I was seeing about mm-hmm. 1989. I'm not saying I needed any of those to happen, but it's been pretty radio silent oh my on God. her end. Yes. Nothing, nothing released ahead of time. Nope. This time, not even, like, no Speak Now video. barely happened. Speak Now barely happened, but there was a music video for it, which was stupid. Um, And... Yeah, like all we we got the album dropped. There's five vault songs, and then she released a deluxe version oh, of the album. My God, with the Kendrick Lamar remix. Just put that in What's the album. The why? Yeah, why did just, that need to be a deluxe album with one like, song? 
a bonus track or just in the track list Definitely. or just bad, bad blood why do we need bad blood with and without uh, it's the the execution of this like she and you are acting the same like can i just do a 45 minute episode about this like she's like okay 1989 here you go here's the re-recordings here's five vault songs that's all i'm giving well you. i mean to be completely honest i don't i mean i'm sure we'll easily talk for an hour but like i don't feel like i have that much to say about it i was thinking that i, I don't did, know i did like a walk with the whole album before this and so i'm you know i drummed up a lot of emotions about it but i was thinking that exact same thing like since there's only five vault tracks no new collaborations no music videos there really isn't like that much fodder to talk about really and i'm i'm excited to get into the pro the prologue which is like such an interesting weird thing that she did for this one like has no, she ever I think she usually write. She'll oh. usually like write something in the, like inside in the of the album. But has anybody ever cared about that before? Like I've never I seen. Think, I think people are just talking about it for this one because of what she said. Oh, okay, got it, got it. And and she did do those voice memos, which she had in the original 1989. Where are where on, are those? <laughs> they're on Tumblr, i.e. What the? Because I, I keep <laughs> like you sent me one. I saw another one. I, th I think for slut yeah. and I'm like, where, like, is this AI? Like, where are these fake? Where are they coming from? Well, the caption said it was posted on Tumblr. I don't know if that's true or not, but it does sound like her and it does make sense. Like, and also, but also now the headlines are like Taylor Swift chose um, between blank space and slut. And it's like blank space and slut are not are even in the same songs. universe. Yeah. Like yeah. she mentions that in her thing. She's like, oh, you know, uh, Blank Space was more about New York and all these things, and Slut was, like, kind of about California, so that's why it just didn't fit into this album. But, like, even her making I think that com I think comparison... The only reason, I think the only reason she was comparing them is because, that, like, that's... Blank Space is the one other song on 1989 that, like, alludes to slut-shaming. Right. She is, like, using that narrative and trying to turn it around on people <clears> in <throat> both of those songs. But I was so disappointed in that song. I went immediately to Slut because I was like, wow, what a fun name. Like, I thought it was literally going to be like, you're a fucking slut. Yeah, bitch, yes. Whore, no, no, you know? no, no, no. I would have loved that. No, no, no. I thought no. it was honestly, like, I don't know. It could have had like Olivia Rodrigo current yes. vibes. Oh. Sort of. Just like kind of angsty, you know. I mean, the, like Taylor was younger. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, I did not. Well, especially because it's literally slut exclamation. Like know, all, all caps. caps. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like she's um, writing in her yearbook or like somebody wrote in her burn book or something. Yeah, and I think, I mean, we can get into the individual songs if yeah. you want, but, like, I do think, like, you and I were texting about earlier, like, yeah, these songs were written a while ago, but they definitely have, like, a more modern Jack Antonoff vibe to them. Don't you feel like they could all be bejeweled? Like, they all sound, like, yeah. bejeweled, and it's, like... They all have, like, little sound... There's also a sound, um, you know, in the song labyrinth on midnights it yes. sort of just has that weird like huh, like background oh yeah noise. yeah it's just like hmm like uh -huh. one of the songs has that same yeah sound in it right that is just odd i don't I, know i think overall Jack Antonoff always uses these weird noise like sound effects i think maybe she needs to dabble with somebody else like i think we're good on the like she's she's now like merging herself with Jack Antonoff. So her sound yeah. is Jack sound. And it's like, we need Taylor. Not, it's not Taylor and Jack Antonoff. It's not the bleachers featuring Taylor Swift. It's yeah. Taylor Swift. Like she needs her music has her, her music's become very much like the essence of the person that she's working with. Like a lot yes. of the Aaron, yes. the Aaron Dessner songs uh -huh. from folklore and evermore have like a very similar vibe. And like, I right. like a lot of those songs, but yes. it's just like a very, she's like using those influence, like their big influences on her right. music. And I get it. Like she probably can't like do, I don't think she like Produced. mixes things on yeah. her own. Yeah, so like, sure. I know a lot of like Jack would present like, this mix the track would, like, yeah. yeah the track um she would like put her lyrics to that and like build it around the song so but the reason i get why she needs somebody like that but yeah 
Um, the reason that 1989 also, was so good was because it was with Max Martin. That's like yeah, Max so Martin. Was he involved with Taylor's it, version? It doesn't sound like at all he was, right? All the vault tracks were with Jack, not with... And she even has that voice memo in the original with Max Martin. And Max Martin's like a genius. So I'm confused why she knew that it was successful with Max. So why not at least have one of the vault songs with Max? Yeah. And I'm not like... Jack. I, I like a lot of her music with jack and sure I think it's very yeah. good but yeah. like it's just it's all starting to sound very similar definitely definitely <clears throat> a lot those when you listen to the five vault tracks the three last ones which are um it's like the suburban one uh let me see here now that or now that we don't oh i'm sorry the first three slut say don't go and now that we don't talk they they flow very well together they have like a similar vibe to each of them but it's hard to discern kind of the differences. Like I had to go back and be like, wait, which one do I like? Say don't go. I love now that we don't talk. I think that that's one of the best vault tracks, but yeah, I think it's good, but I'm not like, I don't like love it. She said, well, the reason you don't love it, I think, or the reason it's not like going to be a banger. Like she always has is she even says in the voice memo, it's her shortest song ever. It's only two uh, two minutes, 25 (laughs) seconds, which to me, and we can get into this later, means that she cut out a verse or something because she never writes songs that are two minutes and 25 seconds. She's never done that before. It uh, ends so abruptly that to me, there was another verse that we just didn't hear. Like there's an extended verse. Yeah, but why wouldn't she have just kept it in? Because I think it's about Carly Kloss. Well, Kev, she doesn't want her female friendships <laughs> to be sexualized. Guess so. what? Too fucking bad, bitch. We're doing it on anyway. Should we get into that before we get into individual songs? The the prologue. Yeah. So let me bring this up here. So she Does had a prologue that leaked yesterday. That was like the big story last night. It was like page six. There's a prologue. It basically says like she's mad at the Gaylers because she was trying not to have male relationships. And then when she had female relationships, everybody said she was bisexual. Yeah. Um, well, this is kind of long, so I don't really want to read the entire thing. Um, well, there, you can just you- read the first two paragraphs or those two paragraphs where she talks about her relationships, right? Um, if you scroll okay, down so in that she, article. Yeah, I got, I got, I got it. Um, she said, it became clear to me that for me, there was no such thing as casual dating or even having a male friend who you platonically hang out with. If I was seen with him, it was assumed I was sleeping with him. And so I swore off hanging out with guys, dating, flirting, or anything that could be weaponized against me by a culture that claimed to believe in liberating women, but constantly, consistent, consistently treated me with the harsh moral codes of the Victorian era. She loves the Victorian era. So I'm surprised she didn't care. Right. Being a consummate optimist. I assumed I could fix this. If I simply changed my behavior, I swore off dating and decided to focus only on myself, my music, my growth and my female friendships. If I only hung out with my female friends, people couldn't sensationalize or sexualize that, right? I would learn later on that people could and people would. Okay, let's start at the beginning. But she uh, also didn't deny it. That, uh, let's start at the beginning here. I, I'm a consummate optimist. What does that what does mean? Consummate mean? Is that like to consummate your marriage, like to have sex? Like I'm a con- like consummating, like I'm completing no, it or I, something? To consummate your marriage, right? Isn't that what it I means? I mean, that's... It's not a verb form here. Oh, I'm a it's consummate. A, it's an adjective. Wow. As an adjective. Yeah. I'm a consummate optimist. Um, showing a high degree. It, it like in the verb form, that's what it means. Yeah. But uh, the adjective form is showing a high degree of skill and flair, complete or perfect. Huh. I'm not really sure how that works there. But okay. So she's saying... She just likes big words that I don't think she really understands sometimes. Um, So she's an optimist. So she was hoping that by only hanging out with herself and her female friends, nobody would 
sexualize her. However, this whole album is about Harry Styles and her relationships during this era and she her who she was dating and all these people. Like that's what I don't understand. She's still she still dated people during the 1989 era. Like Calvin Harris was in there like she was in all of those relationships. And then to me, mm-hmm. when she says they would wep, you know, like they weaponize it, whatever they sexualize my female friendships. It's not like that to me is scream. It screams like me in middle school when somebody would be like, you're gay. And I'd be like, Oh my God, how dare you? Like, just because like I listen to Kesha doesn't mean I'm gay. Like God, like get a life, like worry about something else. It's like, it's such a weird thing to like stand up for, for her that to me is like, it is, it did strike a chord with her. Like, yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. Like there, and that line in new romantics where she says, um, what about the, Oh shoot. I was thinking about this before and now I lost it. Most of them are true. What is it? Uh, the rumors are terrible and cruel, but most of them are true. It's like, they, the, the rumors, yeah, nobody should really be speculating about your sexuality. That sucks. I'm sorry. But most of them are probably true. Like, I don't, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's just how I feel about it. Like, it's a weird reaction. Yeah, but we could also that. be wrong. Like, it could be wrong. Definitely. It could all actually just be crazy rumors. But, honey, most of them are true. Uh, uh, uh. it's also just lyrics so what do you think about the prologue situation Uh, it doesn't really make (laughs) a difference like i don't think it's really telling us anything i think she was just saying like this was like a time of a lot of change and she was to like reinvent herself and her genre and she made an album about it i don't you know yeah it's interesting. I've never. I didn't know that she did these things for all of the albums. I thought that was interesting that that one got picked up on. Yeah, and like the very last part of the prologue is like the text that she posted on Instagram. The very last part of the oh is you mean like the lyrics, moonlight whatever oh oh whoa, 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 whoa. where she signed about- it. Mm-hmm. got it got it got it Interesting. it's like the last it's like the last couple of paragraphs of the uh, right i was born in 1989 then 2014 now 2023 got it yeah you know exactly. it's interesting though also so i watched all of 1989 the the world tour last night everybody should watch it it's on youtube for free it's so good she has so many men that she works with like you know she collaborates in that on that tour with so many other men like she you know does those guest performances with all those men then she has very good relationships with them like john legend and like um mick jagger comes out and obviously kendrick lamar she has a good relationship with so like she also was still having good working relationships with men it's not like she didn't like have any male friendships during this time at all like and that was her biggest that's the biggest disappointment for me of this album is this album is about friendships it's about her relationships it's about working with other people and having fun and this album to me the re-recorded is just her like it's just her and it's just jack there's no like no collaborations no friends no anything really like you know, I just was expecting I you know what I texted you yesterday was like, I want an album of all of the songs she sang on that tour with other people like Idina Menzel, Let It Go. She literally had like the US national women's soccer team up there. Like she sang with um well, you know, Justin Timberlake was one of the people that she said was like her biggest influences. So I don't know about that one. But Gross. what I'm saying is like she was so happy to be around all these other people. And this album seems very isolated to me. Like she was just. Yeah, doing I thought she would have. I thought she would have at least like channeled her friends that are singers. Definitely. Like she has a lot of close friends that are singers. Like yeah. even if she had fucking Haim, like sure. yeah. it would be something right. like. I don't under that's why I honestly like I did kind of believe that there was something be else another version of the album yeah. with collaborations yes. or she would do a few extra bonus tracks or right. something right with which, which might who still knows happen. it could still happen yeah. it could still happen yeah. I just mm-hmm. like the more that this goes on I'm sick of like her toying around with us definitely like she definitely. know like 
she's on social media. She knows what the people want. Yep. So give the people what they want. Yeah. You know? Definitely. I just think it's crazy. Absolutely. Also, she is such a – she has – like because she has so much time right now, like in between, yeah, like before her next tour, Do I guess performance it is, like, or something. Beginning of November, but yeah. like she has some time to like do some press, like do something different. Like the last one, like she pre- premiered that music video like at the concert, yeah. so that yeah. was like one way that she did something a little bit extra. But like she has the time to do it, definitely. So like go for it. I did see she was. Somebody on TikTok said that they were doing some kind of like Spotify fairy, like yeah, the fairy situation. But I didn't see any like confirmation or anything. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what day that was. Yeah, I don't know if that's tonight or if it was last night. But I'm, I don't know. I feel like if she's in New York right now, I feel like that's something she would show up to. Definitely. I mean, definitely do something in New York. She's there. Like that, this whole album's about New York and her love for New York and stuff. Yeah. Literally. It just feels a little lackluster in the, in the, you know, actual rollout of it. The opposite of a lackluster album. Mm -hmm. Like this is her most, like it's her, I'm pretty sure like it's her favorite album. Definitely. It's, she should be on the top of the empire state building with fireworks, like doing a literal live performance yeah. for Times square of this album. Like people would love it. Other people. And it sounds to me like people on TikTok are a little just like, it's not just us. Well, it's some of the songs sound bad. Sound not some good. of them sound bad. Yeah. Some of some them, of them sound, sound great. Pretty similar. Yes. Um, I do think I mean her voice does sound a lot different, which Definitely. is fine. I mean, she can't really help that. Right. But like just like the production is it, well, and you can tell more because this was more of her recent uh, recent album, right? Fearless and Speak Now were like 15 years ago. So like, yeah, okay, you sound mm-hmm. a little bit different. But this one, you shouldn't sound that different from 10 years ago, yeah. really. Like, So it is surprising. Honestly, when I listened to it first last night, I had to stop. I listened to the whole album and then I thought why didn't she just buy this album back? Like, why is she so stubborn about these re-recordings that she couldn't just... At this point, she's just going to do all of them. I know, you know, but if but she made it a little bit worse. So I'm just like, just buy the original one and reputation. Oh, and it makes me not want to listen to the Taylor's version. <laughs> Bean this morning was like, you can listen to the other version. And I was like, no, I will never listen to the other version. But I, But, you know, she could have bought some of i just think maybe this was an opportunity for her to just buy the album and be done with it i mean she literally is now a billionaire right she could probably buy all of it two times well and that's the really like the crux of all these stories this month she has this record-breaking movie she cruel summers number one from four years ago um 1989 is going to break all these records and she's a billionaire she doesn't need to do any. She could give all these things away for free. She could have made the whole Eras tour free. Everybody just walk in, have it. She could buy all of her albums back. She doesn't need to do any of these things. And she's still doing them. And it's so confusing, like, what's going through her head. Like, what is she trying to prove right now? You know what I mean? There's nothing else. I have else. no idea. There's no other summit to hike. You know what I mean? Like, you're good. No. You did it. Just buy and she has this like back. world tour that's gonna kick back up next month and like continue longer than the tour already has gone thus far. And like, you have more money than anybody would ever know what to do with as one person, literally one singular person mm. with no dependence, no anything. And just like the fact that all that this, we know, well, just like the <laughs> fact that all this crap is going on in the world too, and you're like raking in all this money, it's just like. She she annoys me sometimes. I love this album but she so could much. Be, she could be quietly donating. We don't know that. She could and I'm be. sick. I'm sick of people being like, we have to stop everything because of what's going on. I'm not and saying like, we have like, to stop everything. I'm just saying like like there's just so much criticism. But yeah, yeah. Wow. But when you're also when you're a person with that much influence and money, it is it like read the room a little yeah. bit yeah i th- i think so are you crying <laughs> i had something in my eye I you look like you're crying <laughs> it's like wow that really hit a mark you were like <laughs> i like looked at you like <laughs> my face is kind of red i'm good i promise i'm i'll pull oh, it together 
good. My final comment overall before we get into like the nitty gritty of it is again, I hated the rollout that was three months because I've been listening to the old version nonstop. So every little detail that's changed, I'm like, I hate that so much. Now, when I can get over those little changes, I'm going to be like, okay, this is fine. This is good. But I have yeah. the original version stuck right in my brain, like right on the top. So every well, little change. It's easier to notice minuscule changes when you like just listen to the whole album the other day. So like, that's why I, I would just, if I were her, I would just either buy it back or just drop it like and not have a three month buildup for just a re-recorded album. You mean, then that's what you were saying. Like there should have been something else. Which there still might be, but it should have been. Today. I think, I really do think there's still going to be. I really mm. hope so. Or this would be ridiculous that it was just completely. Definitely. Was there anything major extra for Fearless? Well, there were a lot of vault tracks and a lot of new collaborations on that one. Remember that one was the one with like Marin Morris yeah. is in there. Um, Keith Urban is in there or Toby Keith, one of them, right? Yeah. And that was, Red her was definitely Red was the biggest for sure. Fearless was her first re-recorded album, remember, right? Uh-huh. Yep. So that was she did Colby Calais. And that she one, had that one was very fast too. Like she announced it and it came out, I think, within a month. Yep. Yep. Because I remember you were visiting me for St. Patrick's Day, and that's when it kind of dropped, and then it dropped in April. So she yep. it's 26 songs on that album. Keith Urban's in it, Marin Morris is in it, Colby Calais in it. She does piano versions, like the Forever and Always pr- piano version. Oh, yeah, those are good. And she's I don't know if she did a music video, but this was still 2021. I so I, I don't think she did. But like that, even that got a lot of vault tracks and like all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was just expecting more from this album, but um, like Red literally did a music video yep. plus the All Too Well film, oh, which she still goes. I mean, that's still like a huge part of her and, life. And like the lead, there were nine vault tracks, mm-hmm. and there was so much lead up to it because it took a long time for her to release it after right. she announced it. So, right. um. Yeah, I don't understand her strategy. Never at all. I never do. But she's like, the billionaire. Like, is she going to do a not, short so. out of the woods? The short film, like, who knows? I would love that. Yeah, that would be I don't cool. know. <laughs> okay, so I get my note says overall very. This is very dangerous territory because it was only ten years ago. That was like with her vocal composure, right? It's dangerous to do something you just did oh, kind shit. of ten years ago, and it was too long yeah. to build up for sure. Um, okay, so I think I sent you an article about the vault tracks. Do you want to like maybe get into those a little bit to start yeah. off? Wait, I'm not seeing that, but it was the Harry Styles is still in his 1989 era. Oh, oh, oh. I assume that was just about Harry Styles. It's about because I think one or maybe two of the vault tracks are still about Harry Styles. Oh, okay. I just want like, like a qu- quick list of the vault tracks. Oh, I have them up right here if you want me to go through them. But that's why also I was so hoping for style featuring Harry Styles. But now people are like, he left her on a boat in a blue dress. Like, he's awful. I didn't didn't even know that happened. So (laughs) it's like, we're so past that. Like, you guys are both like the biggest, two of the biggest artists right now. Like, how insane would that be if they collabed well and like people are like putting down their photos like of harry styles like um like he did that 10 years ago when he was probably literally like 18 years old like he is not that like just give him a fucking he was like an immature boy right right okay so five vault tracks um the definite one that they think is about Harry Styles is the last one, which is "Is It Over Now?" Mm-hmm. It is a pr- it is a decent song. It's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so the first one we talked a little bit about, um, which is called "Slut." Just like yesterday, when I showed you those lyrics that somebody posted on um, TikTok, I was yeah. like, "Oh my god, this sounds like it's going to be such a bop!" Right, like, right. She had the words there. It was just the the tempo and like the melody that we needed. Also, did you send me that? Or no, I don't think you sent me it. But someone posted a TikTok. She was like outraged. She's like, 
Taylor literally says drunk in love yeah. in the song. Why is there not a collaboration right. with Beyonce? Right. Like, come on. Right. I can't remember what year drunk in love came out, but a 2013, uh, I'm pretty sure it was right it was around, around there. the same time. Yeah. So like there yeah. had to be some, that would be, but like, it's certainly not going to have Beyonce on that song. It's like no. the most boring song. I know. None um, of these would have Beyonce on. So them. like lyrically, I like it, but Definitely. it just sounds so boring. So boring. Um, Say Don't Go is pretty good. I need, I just honestly need, to, I've listened to them all probably two times yeah. now. Um, but it's good. It's just not like, I don't know. There are other vault tracks throughout the years that I cling to more than these, I Definitely. guess. Um, I think Say That, or um, what was what was the one we were just talking about? Say Don't Go Say and don't The go. Bourbon Legends. Those sound way too midnights for me. I'm like, this They're does very not midnights. sound 1989 yeah. at all. It's like lyric, like they should have just tried to capture more of those. Not that 1989, like it definitely did have some like synth kind of elements. A little bit. But um. It, yeah, it's just it's like wrong album. Like you missed the mark. Definitely. It should be way yeah. more upbeat and way more like quick drums, quick guitars, like that Pop. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not like this kind of slower midnight. It's like thing. a slow burn. Yeah. Um now that we don't talk is probably the one good. that like captures that Very the best. Good. And it does suck that it's I like when I was listening to it, I felt like I just got into it yep. and the little thing showed and you were halfway through the song. I'm like, yep. what? Yeah. And then it was over. It's a I'm very like, I could abrupt to this ending. Double. Yeah. Yeah. So people are thinking that one is about Harry Styles, but to me that makes no sense because it's very much about a friend. It's like you mm -hmm. think about like now that we don't talk and she says the word friend in it a bunch of times. And this is the one where she says, I don't need to go on your mega. I don't need to go on mega yachts and I don't need to talk about men with no thoughts or something. And so if we remember, Carly Kloss started dating Jared Kushner in 2012. And so around 2014 would be right around when he and her were like kind of getting serious because they married in 2018. So that's probably when Carly and Taylor started drifting apart because he's like a very buttoned up billionaire, like, you know, related to the yeah. Trump situation, all of that stuff. And to me, this is just like, I know that her and Carly were still friends around 2014, but I'm sure it wasn't the same as when it was before. I mean, we've all been there, right? You have like your friend who gets this boyfriend and they're obsessed or whatever. And it's just like, now that we don't talk, like we don't talk about that kind of stuff. And to me, what I said earlier, like she would never end a song at 226. Like Taylor wants to write 30 minute songs. Something's she does, missing. Yeah. I, to me, there is like a, I'm going to go national treasure, Nicholas cage, like literally break into the vault and find the, the finale chapter of now that we don't talk. Cause I think it's there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last chapter. When she said mega yacht, I was like, okay, mega, like Harry Styles is not on a mega yacht. Like, like he was in one That's direction like big like old money old, yeah especially like, not at, maybe now he is right but like not at that time that, that to me is really like republican men like she doesn't want to hang out with these like republican men in their suits so we don't talk anymore and she said yeah. i love when she's like i talked to my mom and she says it's for the best it's like that is so something taylor would yeah. do like mom like carly and i aren't yeah. talking anymore yeah exactly I really like that song, but I wish it was longer. Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, and then Suburban Legends is fine. It's yeah, it's interesting, but it's definitely more midnights. Like she would not have written Suburban Legends about in about a album dedicated to New York. Like, what a like right. how does that fit at all? That doesn't fit. Mm -mm. I feel like that's I don't I don't know where that would fit. It gave me like Miss Americana vibes. Yeah, like lover kind of. It was mm -hmm. definitely a lover song. More like nostalgic. Yeah. Um Is it over and now? Then, and now that we don't talk, could have been on 1989. The other ones, maybe, maybe say don't go, it's not 1989-ish, but Slut and Suburban Legends don't read 1989 for me. No. I like what it's you said when you were like, we got the good songs, like there were yeah no. i don't there aren't really and because there were a few others that i was like damn that would have been really good on the actual on the album. album yeah 
obviously like message in a bottle oh, the message in a bottle would have been good on 1989 and she's you know? never talked about that song never sang it never done anything for that incredible Wait, did she, banger did she do it as i think she did it for a surprise song didn't she message in a bottle huh oh you know what you're right yeah but that's i not don't think she be did like the very first situation night. yeah Oh, I love the very first night. Oh my gosh. Those are both those are like two. Those are like top for me. Definitely. Definitely. Um, um okay, let's get into like the actual um re-recorded songs. Mm -hmm. So what are some of your thoughts about those? I just think that I'm not going to be compelled to listen to this <laughs> version necessarily. Do you think you're going to listen like, to the older version? Scooter Bronze. I think like, I mean, I think style is an absolute shit storm. Train wreck. Absolute it's train wreck. Bad. It's really it's, bad. It's giving weed. Yes. Like, yes. It's yes. bad. Yeah. I don't know who the fuck some she said get it off my chest get it off my desk she like, was, it was done gone. with it. nobody yeah. reviewed it right like, i don't know what happened well what's funny um, in that uh, in the slut audio thing she says we didn't have enough time to produce this correctly back in 2014 but now we had all the time for production and it's like yeah you so had where would the, where did the time go <laughs> like you had you i think she might have went too to the collaboration album <laughs> In style, you can't even hear her singing. All you hear is these loud drum noises in the background. Like, you don't, I can't focus on her actual words and the James Dean day dream. I literally, because... I saw on TikTok, oh, sorry, this is where I'm getting all my information, That's but okay. someone was like, you can change this setting in Spotify oh. and it'll sound better. Oh. oh, my God. What am I, the fucking producer? Am I Anna Kendrick? Right. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. I'm not in the DJ booth here. You're the billionaire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what? I'm bulletproof, nothing to I'm lose. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to put it in fucking GarageBand and, like, remaster Extract, it. Like, what do you like, mean? Like, Jesus Christ. I don't know. But um, so I yeah, said, I do just I think like the background noise yes. sounds off to me in style, definitely. And in blank space, blank space. I said the drum is trying it's she's trying way too hard to enunciate every word in blank space, mm -hmm. too. She literally is like, nice to meet you where you been. I can show okay. you incredible I just, things. I, this is what I just it's almost <laughs> like Taylor is singing karaoke <laughs> of her own songs. You know? <laughs> right? Where'd she go, do you think? Which karaoke lounge was she at? Probably that place in, in Charleston. Oh, the, the Bangkok Lounge. Bangkok or lounge. I was thinking she's probably at the Red Frog Pub on a Carnival Cruise Line. She, probably. Definitely. She rented out the whole place. <laughs> and she set up her phone as like a little recorder and that was it. That's that so it. interesting, i.e. She's doing. I don't know why. I didn't even think of songs. that before. Yeah, that is yeah. very insightful. Because you know how, like, when you do karaoke, like the background music never sounds exactly the same, and sometimes it's too and then loud. Overcompensating. Yeah. yeah. This is literally Taylor's version karaoke edition. Oh my god, brain blast! That was that was I, so amazing. Talk about an analogy. I mean, I can take all the notes in the world, but I thinks of things off the top of her head that are just like so <laughs> insightful. That's crazy. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a true revelation. Usually, I have things waiting for me to right, say in the barrel. In my brain, yeah, but that one, yeah, that one came right to me right now. I so. also think that style sounds a little auto tuned. If you listen to it, like she hits the notes a little bit too much. Like it's it's the what you said was she's over singing, but I think it might be the production of it. Like they they synced out her voice or something, and they're adding mm -hmm. a little bit of auto tune, which. I never thought that she would do auto tune in like the original 1989. I get that she's trying to hit notes that she might like, that's why out of the woods and I wish you would are amazing because it's down in her register. Like, are we yeah. out of the woods yet? Are we out of the wood? Like that's where, I, she yeah, is I think now. I'm glad that cause out of the woods is like mm. probably my favorite song on the album. Yeah. And I think it's decent. Yeah. 
All um, you had to do was stay is good. Like those ones out of the woods. All you had to do was stay. I wish you would. Those are all good because they're in her register right now. I wish you would yeah. come back. We should How, never. I honestly, I don't even too. think I listened to Shake It Off. Okay, I did, and I said Shake It Off is Auto Tune Kids Bop for sure, which yeah. is, is so awful because that's her biggest song ever, ever, ever. Like literally huge like, song. You can- she, Here, it's played at like every wedding like I, every it grocery just sounds store. Kids bop to me honestly mm-hmm. okay the my other thing is she changes the guitar intro to style and to i wish you would why change that what why what's the point? yeah it's like a completely different somebody on tiktok was like did sh- they lose their guitars <laughs> like what happened literally it's like out of all the changes you could make why change like, that's such guitar? a like distinct that's such a like distinct thing Absolutely. that that's how the song starts i don't understand um how you <sighs> get the girl is so good mad. it actually sounds like her singing and wonderland yeah. is really good wonderland is one of the best ones i feel like she really like hits those notes again mm-hmm. so there are good ones in here i'm just like there it's not all good and honestly that's how i feel about all of them like I think like some on yeah. Fearless, some on Speak Now, some of the originals are just better, which is why part of me is like, yeah. just buy them back. Like, don't don't try and redo it. Someone was also saying like the original was almost like a little grittier. Yeah. Like yeah. this is almost like too, too polished. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, uh, it's so easy to compare the two because we've been listening nonstop to the original one for the past three months. So. And you do get you. I mean, your brain just like gets used to how something sounds. Right. Like, so as soon as it's a little bit off, you're like, that sounds weird. Yeah. Um, the one of the biggest disappointments on the album is New Romantics. Did you listen to New Romantics? A little bit of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, all I said was so bad. It auto tuned, yeah. awful. And that's one of her like, you know, purest songs. Like, um, what's the everything? Wait, the people in life are free. The best people in life are free. Like that. Yeah, that line is incredible. Like that's her friendship. So, well, that one became like such a fan. Like that one yeah. was a bonus track originally, and it oh, became right. like a fan favorite. Right. Yeah, right. it was on like the fucking like Target edition or See, something. See, that's what like, I was expecting for the vault tracks, New Romantics, right? Like something that's not on the original 1989, but really has that vibe Which is like it. an amazing oh, song. Oh, it's such uh, a good song. Now, I think You Are In Love is like actually, in 2014, I hated it because I was like, why is this slow song in here? But it actually like is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs of all time because and this song to me shows that she was in love with someone. I don't know who. Probably wasn't Harry Styles yeah. at this point. She was in love with someone. I can hear it in the silence. Like, I can feel it on the way home. Like, she just was feeling so deeply in love with someone during this time to write that song. It was such a mature. It wasn't like her. Very good. It wasn't like her high school, you know, locker slamming, like whatever kind of love idea. It was actually, actually like something that somebody can relate to. Like, not you're you're not always going to get those big gestures, but you could feel like in the silence that you are in love with someone and they're your best friend. Like that. And I just love the live version of that where they go, you can hear it in the silence, 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 silence. Apparently that song is written about Lena Dunham and Jack Antonoff's relationship. Like, come on. (laughs) You've got to be fucking kidding me. Lena Dunham, Lena fucking Dunham. Are you kidding me? It's like they're not even together anymore. Like Lena Dunham was in love with her little sister, not with Jack Antonoff. (laughs) (laughs) She's literally married to like another man now, but... Oh, she says she literally <laughs> raped her sister. <laughs> She's not in love. <laughs> sorry, that was really crude. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've got to be kidding me. Like, you are in love is about Jack Antonoff and Lena Dunham. No, it's about Taylor and her Apparently. fucking girlfriend. I'm sorry. Like, I <laughs> I will not stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wow, this is becoming an unhinged podcast, and I love it so much. Um, Okay, that's all I have on this album. I'm excited for more. Would love some collaborations, as always. Happy that she got Kendrick Lamar in there. And I think I keep refreshing my Instagram to, like, see if anything pops up while we're recording right now. Nothing. (laughs) It's like 
Also, this is not a Halloween album. That's what's annoying me too. Like, why on no. Halloween weekend are you releasing 1989? Why in October are you having Cruel Summer as a single? Release it? Yeah, she makes no sense. Mm. I also, I do think like the just how you're saying, like it's a very summer vibe. Yeah. All of her photo shoots for it are beach. very yeah beach. And I was thinking about it, like that doesn't really fit the album no it's new york city that's like another like stupid theory that people had that there was going to be like a dark version or like a black version or something uh that was more like moody Mm. light like new york city grungy Mm. vibes interesting because i i feel like that is a big part of it it really isn't like beachy sultry like where airy where did the seagulls come from when did we ever see seagulls 10 years ago like we were at it was just on her like shirt on the album cover that was oh on the in the polaroid Mm -hmm. oh i don't even that's where the seagulls came from like their seagull like whatever sweat sweater sweatshirt that she's wearing yeah there were seagulls on but it. like when we were going to the 1989 world tour like nobody would dress like they're going to the beach right you dress like you were going to like you know sunglasses new york city like well we dress like psychopaths you looked good that day i liked your remember you had that orange tank top with the orange shoes i like that little combo but like match you match i don't remember it being at all beachy at all and every single picture is her no, with like, ice cream and beach right and like even on tour, i was thinking about how the setup was during the tour it's like during city. yeah eras it's like it's all this black uh-huh. like um cityscape you know skyline right and all of her she was wearing like glittery yep. she's not wearing they act like she's gonna wear like a swim cap right. and a bathing suit <laughs> right and she's wearing like this fun glittery amazing Jumpsuit. outfit yeah. yeah and all of her dancers are in these like chic black and white suits usually they were suits yeah so this is like completely not not it i don't there's a lot of disconnect for me definitely definitely so i'm hopeful that there's more i don't want to disappoint myself yeah yeah i'm already a little disappointed yeah but we'll see i don't know my other thing is like this was her breakout moment right like she and she talks about this in 1989 how she was devastated that red did not win album of the year like she was like red didn't win album of the year whatever she talks about how devastated she was she's going to make a better album this was the album she was going for the grammy and that's propelled her to like full-on pop star and that's why she releases stuff in october i.e it's all for grammys because this Mm -hmm. is when october one is when the new year starts so you have release in october then you have the entire year to campaign for that album which is what she's doing for midnight yeah yeah the reason Mm -hmm. she releases stuff in october is so that she has that whole year again for the cycle but for this, she's not up for Grammys for 1989 Taylor's version, so just release so it during the summertime. Yeah, right. Maybe she just didn't want it to interfere with Midnight stuff oh. since that oh. cutoff already happened. Well, and that's why I know she won't have any, she's not going to have any new music, in my opinion, until the Grammys are over because she wants all the focus on Midnight's for when she wins that album of the year. I really don't think she'll have another new album like fully new album until next fall mm, next october probably yeah ts11 well, she, you usually, she usually does get on that like two every other year cycle yeah yep um the midnight hype will be over yeah um it'll the be the end will of the be tour. over yeah that makes, that makes the most sense although she did add those other u.s dates but I mean, what we said before the Ares tour even started was she's retiring after this tour. So who knows? She's literally she's pregnant. Getting, going to get IVF. <laughs> <laughs> Geriatric pregnancy. <laughs> I was like, do you do people think that Taylor Swift like froze her eggs? Definitely. She, definitely. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. If she has a single brain cell in her mind, she would have frozen her eggs. Yeah, definitely. And if she does, also she'll get a surrogate, and then she won't have to do fucking shit. So that's what she should do, honestly. If I were her, I would get a surrogate oh, for yes. sure. She could pay for ten surrogates. Who cares? Which leads us into our last article, which is about her billionaire status. 
Yes, and I think I accidentally closed out of that one instead of. Oh, that's a, you can just Bloomberg search Bloomberg. Um, I got it because it's a nice very graphic Bloomberg. Yeah, it's a very good piece of journalism. I usually shit on journalism in this podcast because we bring up like page six and it's like it has nothing in any article. But these people actually took data and made it in a representative format for us to like actually and digest. dumbed it down for people that only understand things in bead form. Right. Like I, I didn't read <laughs> a single word in the article, but I was like, Oh, that's interesting. She's but a billionaire. Yeah. Um, so Bloomberg determined this week that Taylor is now a billionaire. Her total net worth is $1.1 billion. Um, so that I guess the first graphic just shows total. So let's see how Taylor Swift's millions stack up. This was a good visual yeah, that you shared with me. Definitely. Um, so her catalog of music um, is worth. So this is the value of her music released by Taylor since 2019. So this would be starting with Lover and then all of her re-records. Re yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. So that's worth 400 million. That's crazy. in my head. I'm like 400 million. That's nothing, <laughs> you know, compared to a billion. Trump but change. it's like so yeah. much money like that I will never billion. have. Yeah. And then concerts, um, 370 million. This to me is crazy. And merch. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge chunk. Also, you're welcome because we put some beads on that bracelet. Thank you very much. Yeah. Those were direct sales. Those were <laughs> we did not give our money to. Um, and then 120 million in Spotify and YouTube earnings. I always forget about YouTube. YouTube, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. cool. And then 110 million dollars for her five properties. That's what so are her five properties now? New York, New York LA, Nashville, um, Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yep. Yeah. <clears throat> the fifth. Doesn't she have multiple places in New York, maybe? Or did she sell the other one? I think she's one? down to just one okay. now. Oh, you know what? It's probably her parents' house, right? Doesn't she? She probably bought maybe. them a house. Yeah. I also think she bought a house for her mom in like Florida or something. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other. Before I would have said London. Right. But that's the London She never boy owned has, anything has there. Passed. Yeah. Um. And then the last one is $80 million for royalties from music sales. Which So what's the difference between... Yeah. Um, is that like... Like what is... That and her catalog. Right. Do, is the royalty oh, stuff she doesn't own? Earnings. Earnings from music sales, streaming, and concerts are netto taxes. Uh, I always forget the difference between net and gross. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they like the same thing? Net, like total? I think gross is like, you know, like your gross, gross pay income. versus your net pay. Yeah. I think gross is before taxes. And net is what you actually get. Net is what you actually get. Yeah. I, for some reason, always, I should be like, gross. That's what I could have had. That's disgusting. Before taxes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I should be a teacher. Economics. <laughs> I should be an economics professor. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was trying to see if there was any like breakdown of um oh this is interesting cities got a friendly boost from the mm -hmm. eras tour um seattle for example downtown hotel revenues reached a record high of 7.4 million dollars for the first night of Isn't the eras that crazy tour. where's the pittsburgh there's also a, a better graphic or a good graphic if you keep scrolling down about what other people's music catalogs um like cost like um justin timberlake just sold his for a hundred million dollars i think compared to hers which is like maybe uh 500 million or something it is funny because she said in the <clears throat> 1989 tour that justin timberlake is our modern day frank sinatra which like just does what not it did not age well <laughs> at all and you know she's never had a relationship with britney spears but i do hope that like she lessens her hype on justin timberlake now that we're canceling justin because of his treatment of britney <clears throat> but um so this says that recent sale prices for artists rights to their catalogs compared to the estimated value of swift's work so taylor's upper bound estimate includes all of her music and reflects a more bullish multiple of future royalties is one billion 
And then the lower bound estimate is 400 million, which includes masters and publishing for music released since 2019 mm. based on a conservative multiple of future royalties. Right. Um, like she's so going to keep so, making money for decades. Right. And she's obviously not selling it. Yeah. Like that's just current. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Bruce Springsteen, 550 million he sold in 2021. That's pretty crazy. That Good is a lot. I know that's a lot of money. David Bowie. Like can't can't use that now. <laughs> Two hundred fifty million in twenty twenty two. Well, maybe that was Katie like his Perry. estate or something. Yeah, no, that's just his entire songwriting catalog. Huh. I couldn't name one David Bowie song. Was he in a band or was he just his? Own I think thing? it was just him. Um, something to ground major to major Tom. That one is him, right? Ground control to major Tom. Something like that. Oh. Um, Katy Perry, 225 million. Honestly, good for her. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Justin Bieber, 200 million. So includes included rights to all his music released before 2022. Who did he sell that to? Is that interesting? I don't think he necessarily, it doesn't say he sold oh, it. Oh, okay. It's just kind of a valuation. Yeah, I think because so. the other one, like Bruce Springsteen says sold, sold. in 2022. Yeah. Like, um stevie nicks 100 million um and then justin timberlake 100 million interesting um it says keeping rights is gaining importance for artists yeah. as music catalogs become more popular for investors as an alternative asset upper bound of this is, 1. An, this 1 is an interesting article yeah it definitely is that's what i'm saying great journalism from bloomberg on this one yeah, and it's a, like Taylor has generations of missteps to learn from. Mm. The Beatles' main songwriters, John Lennon and Paul McCartney, lost the publishing rights to their music early in their career. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is There is, is cool. just such a business to it. It's oh, crazy. Oh, it's all business. But that's, you know, she's really done a good job of learning the business and figuring out and being... Well, and she's really like paving the way for other artists well and just being vocal about it right like actually speaking yeah. out and being like you know her apple deal and the spotify deal and all those things that she was like very apparent about yeah. and things like that makes it more transparent for you know like the consumer like us we don't know any of that stuff like we don't know if you're like struggling or whatever we're just annoyed because you charge 250 dollars for a concert ticket it's like what right which is all like I think she's actively like trying to identify the problems and mm -hmm. help younger artists, mm -hmm. which is why like the whole Olivia Rodrigo thing pisses me off. Agreed. Because like she was, uh, we don't know the whole story, of right. course. I feel like Olivia was so pissy about Taylor coming, but that should be a lesson because somebody might want to sample Olivia's music. Like she's very successful. Yeah. Yeah. And, like that's just, you got to do what, like, Olivia is very successful and like Taylor, she wasn't just some little kid, you know, right. strumming in a right. jazz bar. You know what I mean? Like she, I don't know. She's going to use Taylor stuff. Uh, but like that, that was right. not, you know, I think that's a stretch still that she used, uh, you know, sampled cruel summer or whatever. It's a similar thing that she did, but you know, I don't think, and you know, I think that that was still so immature of Taylor to do that and like force herself onto that song and the proceeds. Does Olivia work with anybody that Taylor's worked with? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think she actually used like, some music file or well, something you know cruel summer was just with jack wasn't it wasn't cruel like lots of lover was just her and jack i'm pretty sure so i and i yeah. don't think that works think with olivia, olivia. Yeah. yeah now i did see um ariana grande's working with max martin on her new album so like that should be really so good i, mean, I would be, be excited for a new ariana grande album but I, it's so up in the air. Is she going to wait until after Wicked to release anything? Which is maybe she'll like, do it between one and two. I hope so. Good. good lord! Oh my gosh! I happy twentieth anniversary to Wicked on Broadway. I'm just like I love that it's Halloween weekend. I love Kristen and Idina so much. I love all the press around oh. it. I think it's so cute. 
It's so wholesome. Um, They're doing like a matinee and a night performance and the matinee everyone's supposed to wear pink and the night performance everyone's supposed to wear green. Like I just think it's so they're just doing such a great job with the marketing of that. Part of me is a little worried. It's like, why are you doing so much for this? Like, does that mean it's like closing soon or something? Or, or maybe yeah. it's, you know, I don't I know. Guess it's like a big. It's been running for so long. Twenty like, years, yeah. That's significant, yeah. Um, I don't know. Oh, and they did like the tiny desk. Who for did it too? Oh, for Wicked, really? Kristen yeah, I think they had like Dina? some current, mm, oh, okay. like some current cast members. Um, but. Wow. Talk about a dream role. Oh, my gosh. Never. Which one? Uh, Alphaba or Glinda? Probably Alphaba. Nessa Rose. Then you can define gravity. <laughs> I would definitely be Nessa Rose. <laughs> People are like, is Nessa Rose going to have no arms in the movie? Or is she going to be in the wheelchair? Or is she going to be in a wheelchair with no arms? Because you remember in the book, she has no arms. But in the movie, in the, the book. oh, in the book, she has no arms. That's like what happens to her. But in yeah. the musical, she's in a wheelchair. So it's like, is gotcha. she? Then somebody have like a screenshot of like the set, and it kind of looks like she's in a wheelchair with no arms. So it's like, what's oh, it gonna God. be? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> It'll be good though. I'm excited. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I actually, I did you see that the SAG people are back at the negotiating table? So like. Let's get that going here. Come on. Let's get I'm stuff. I know. Let's Things get are definitely moving along, but like, let's get everything back up and running. Why does it take like, so long? Time. It's been since like July. Like, it's crazy. I have no idea. Fran Drescher, let's go. You can do this. I love Come her. On, the nanny. The I'll nanny. Sheffield could help. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought he was so hot. Wasn't he amazing? Oh, yeah. Show? Oh, my gosh. They were such a good looking couple. Um, I want to close with the fact that I'm uh, watching Broad City for the first time, and it is laugh out loud funny. Like, I'm on season three, and it's so good, but they just had the episode where they Alana uh, works at Hillary's headquarters, and it's like, 2016 was so long ago. Like, we had such... So long ago. And that's like, the 1989 was like 2015. Like, 20, 2015, 2016, we had like such high hopes for life. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and... It, now we're in this situation and I actually felt bad today because I was like, will I ever be happy about anything? Like, I can't even be happy about, <laughs> I can't even be happy about 1989 Taylor's version. Like, I find something to be mad about in that situation. Like, let's go back yeah. and just be carefree and loving. Honestly, again. the one thing that made us happy this year was going to the Eras tour. <laughs> that was like one time this year I can truly say I was very happy. Like, that was euphoria. <laughs> Yeah, that was like actual <laughs> euphoria. <laughs> wow. Isn't it so amazing that we went to there and we're going to go next summer so everybody get excited for us to be even more annoying. Woo-hoo! I think it's good too that like we have a long break in between. Like it's going to be year. exciting yeah. and new again. So, and maybe she'll have some tricks up her sleeve ooh, for like the next. For kids. Um, for like the next set of concerts someone invited me to go to the movie theater tonight to watch the heiress tour again and i declined yeah three and a half hours or three hours is just like i saw it it was good i don't know if i need to go see it again yeah maybe if it's streaming i'll watch it if it's streaming but but again theater you wouldn't just sit on the couch and watch it like it's like a oh you have people oh i did last I night say, for okay, 1989 <laughs> yeah, but in that there's actually more stuff going it's on it's so much fun stuff. yeah the new the people and they have carly's video carly's video and like serena williams my and like hope, all these crazy things my hope is that she actually does do some kind of extended cut on streaming and mm. it has some behind the scenes maybe oh yeah that would be good i mean honestly I make it five hours i don't long. care about this I don't care about the songs that weren't in it, but like I would like to get some commentary. Definitely. Actually, like I would love to see like backstage where they put all her costumes. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that would be cool. Like just, in like, the 1989 one, she's like, um, John Legend was just at the concert and I asked him 45 minutes before, do you want to come by? And then there's a scene of her, him and Chrissy and, Li- and Lizzie. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> 
him and Chrissy and Taylor. And it's like, that's such a cool. And then they sing like, um, what would I do without your spotlight? Like, that is so cool. And she was just so carefree and loving in those days. Like, I wish she could get back to that a little bit. We don't get to see as much of her personality. It's like even before the reputation tour, remember she showed like that little thing that goes under the stage. Like she showed like behind the mm. scenes, like on Instagram. I guess oh, you probably wouldn't. I wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. 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 But she posted like behind the scenes every day, something before the oh, tour cool. started like on yeah. her Instagram stories. Yeah. And that was kind of cool. We got nothing. No. I also loved in the 1989, she just had a runway. It was just like a one thing through the crowd, and she just walked down and walked back up. Like, if there's one thing that woman does, she's she walking. Walks. She is she walking. James <laughs> Dean Day Dream. That was like, like, that was Maggie's one big up. She's like, she just she can walk strides. Well, and Kendall stride. Jenner, like, she has all these like supermodels that walk with her. It's so much fun. I just love the 1989 mm-hmm. World Tour. To me, the diamond that she she has in the era stage like it actually there's a lot of dead space in there like she, when she was on the other side of it like it's so far away when she came to I our totally side agree. of it it was good but it, i don't like the diamond formation very much like i didn't really understand what the point of that was at least with I beyonce she goes her. in a circle like all the way out and there's people in the middle of it but the yeah. you know the diamond well, was a little weird to me when she's at like the end of the key where she does like the surprise songs way yeah. at the end where we were, it was very far. It's it was hard to see for sure. We had to watch the freaking And we were video. seeing like her back. Yeah. 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 Like when she did know. um I can hear it in the <laughs> silence, she goes up on that thing and it and it flips her around while she's singing it. So everybody gets a big view of her and she's like up so you can see. When she's mm-hmm. down on our level, that makes it harder to see when she's farther away. God. You know, I why don't people consult us? You know what I, I mean? Have like, no idea. What the hell? Like we we're have the such voice good of ideas. The people. I think people <laughs> would agree with us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. If you agree with us, go follow us on social media and give us a shout out. I did put a story Please. up that said, What do you th- what are your initial thoughts about 1989? I'll be reposting them. Any the- responses? Yes, we got three responses already. Oh my gosh. Two from Amazing. the same person, but that's okay. That's fine. That's, that's okay. still three responses. Yeah. So go Absolutely. respond and we'll let I close us out here so she can get on with her main character. And today. take a shower because it's already 430. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> um, all right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Like Kev said, please let us know all of your impressions about 1989 Taylor's version on our social media at that's the worst pod on Instagram, threads and TikTok. and make sure you um, subscribe and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And we are Kevin. I, we were not born in 1989, but that Pretty was close. literally the worst. See ya. Wasn't that good? <laughs> <laughs>